Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for joining today. Uh, welcome to your show, Fruit for Your Soul. I'm your spiritual life coach, Cardelia Reed, and I'm so excited about part two of How to Live with Joy. You know, when I'm doing part one of certain episodes, I say some things and then later the Holy Spirit lays on my heart other things that I can say just to help add a blessing to your life. It's also a blessing to me too. So um, my purpose for this part two is that I want you to understand how to live with joy from inside. And when it's inside, it's going to come on the outside. A lot of times you hear and see about women that's getting makeovers and they're made over on the outside. But technically, they and they start to feel better. They, they really do. But most makeovers, just like joy, uh, has to start from within. And when you really truly believe certain things about yourself from within, it does automatically show on the outside. So normally, if you change something on the inside, you're going to want to change something on the outside automatically. Got that? Okay. So I want you to know that, you know, from the other, the first part, we talked about the story of Abraham. And we talked about how... Um, the Lord told Abraham that he will make him a father of many nations. And basically, he's also talked about um, in verse, if you go back to Genesis 17, verses 1 through 7, I'm going to start at 6. He said, I will make thee exceedingly fruitful, and I will make thee, I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee. Now, that's important because I kind of said this the first podcast, but I want to dive a little bit deeper in that I want you to know that you come from greatness. And you can see in that verse that Jesus talks about the greatness that comes out of Abraham. You come from greatness, that you will have greatness fall upon you throughout your day, throughout your life when you know that. And also greatness will follow you when you believe that. So, Sometimes people, they ask me, they say, Cordelia, you always seem so happy and so positive. It's because I believe and I know what I come from and I know who I am and I know whose I am. So greatness automatically falls on me because of that. That's why I'm telling you this and that's why I'm showing you the proof there in the Bible that it says that kings and queens will come from you. So people sometimes hear that and it goes in one ear and out the other. But you've got to believe that presently so that not only will it fall on you, but it will follow you. Now, remember when David was in the wilderness, you know, the, the, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want that prayer. When he was in the wilderness praying that prayer in the middle of very deep, dark sadness, not knowing if he was truly going to live another day, his faith was telling him that he will. But physically, I'm sure he was feeling that he wasn't. So one of the things that David says as at the end of his prayer, he says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Now, I want you to go back and look at the story of David, and you will see how surely goodness and mercy actually followed him all the days of his life. So he spoke that joy into his life. And surely, you know, David came upon some serious problems, but he still had surely goodness and mercy follow him all the days of his life. Of his life. So that clearly meant that regardless of what happened in his life throughout the day, let's just say, for example, um, one of the stories that David went through, his child died. Um, and David fasted for seven days. And he wouldn't even get off the floor. And people were, his, uh, his servants were very concerned about his health. But at the end of the day, uh, we know that that child died after seven days. And that he knew David had so much faith and trust in Christ that he knew that Christ took that child 
for the better. So he got up off the floor and put on his clothes and said, okay, I'm ready to keep going now. So that's what I'm talking about. He trusted so much in God. He knew that God will always make the best decision. Even after that, David's life was great. And it was still great throughout history and his, his, um, his generations to come and generations after that were still great. And that's exactly where what I want you to see how God wants to um, supply blessings and favor to your generational family line. So let's talk about generational blessings. And this is one thing we don't hear a lot about because we hear more about the principalities and principalities are those generational biological things that come into your life like sicknesses and you know like my mother died of cancer or someone saying that for example they, their parents died of cancer and I'm going to die of cancer I may get cancer or someone had diabetes I may get diabetes those are what we call those are not generational blessings those are more principalities and those are the bad things and you know I'm going to dive a little bit deeper and also say how um one of the things that we don't talk about and that we don't hear are what we call familiar spirits. And familiar spirits are no more than, you know, the name comes from the word family. And it's more like a family um, spirits that come down from generation to generation. Now, you know, five generations ago, that particular person from five generations ago is, is most likely not going to be alive. So it often uh dives into what we call necromancy, and necromancy is consulting with the dead. So when you hear people, you know, witchcraft and people that are false prophets, they're often consulting with familiar spirits. And familiar spirits simply means that um, someone down the family line consulted with them and they talked to them and they were getting information from them that we can't possibly see in the land of the living and these spirits were telling them things that's going to happen in the future or things that's happening that no one else would normally know about and so with that um it passes down from generation to generation so if someone practiced witchcraft at some point in your family line and someone accessed these familiar spirits uh, you may know them as modern-day psychics or mediums or whatever, then that receptive gene is going to pass down to other people in your family. And that becomes what we know as almost like generational curses. And we don't like that now, do we? Because that sounds really ugly. But I will tell you a little bit about myself. This is actually how I came to be who I am today. Because I had to learn how to take the familiar spirits that were contacting me. Now, obviously, I didn't know how to contact them from, as a child, but they came to me as a child, and I was able to turn that around into something phenomenal, which is what God is doing right now in my life, which is why you hear me talking about the blessings of God and not the curses that the devil and demons want us to have. So at some point in my family line, uh, from dreams that I've had and just from... Uh, unknown spirits showing up in my room at night. I know this sounds really crazy, and I'm, I'm going to tell you how this relates to living with joy. It all ties back together. But, you know, uh, unknown spirits coming in my room, uh, dealing with uh, sleep paralysis. And these are things that, once again, you can always look this up if you want to understand more about it. But it's one of the things that happened to me as a child for years. And I would say uh, probably on... Maybe about five nights a week, 
um, I would deal with this. And that's a lot of nights a week. And, you know, somewhere in the back of my mind, I, I tuck this particular experience in the back of my mind. So I would deal with these things at night and I'd get up in the morning like it never happened. Well, I did this for years and years and years. And I knew how to say, you know, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus, but it didn't stop them from coming back the next night. These spirits would come to me and tell me things like someone's going to die. Or they would come to me and tell me things like um, something's going to happen in my life or expect this or expect that or show me things I didn't want to hear. Tell me things about my father that I didn't want to know. Um, just really bad stuff. Uh, you know, I, I want to, you probably thinking about an example. And the best example I can give you is that I could have a dream where someone's telling me something about my life present tense. And, you know, I wouldn't really know who this person was, but I feel that it was someone like, you know, for example, my paternal grandfather. And he would tell me things, for example, about my father. And, you know, I remember it being so bad that I just didn't want to hear it. And I would wake myself up. I became a lucid dreamer. This is someone that can wake themselves up from a dream. I became a lucid dreamer very early in my life. My dreams were very creepy. So to get out of what I was dealing with, I'd wake myself up. And sometimes I would wake up in the sleep paralysis state where I couldn't get up. And the, the spirits would really try to twink me and taunt me and touch me and, and choke me or, as I say, witch riding your back. Or I would actually wake up. Well, one particular night, I actually woke up. And the demon that disguised himself as my paternal grandfather in my dream came out of my dream into my room and walked right into a picture frame. Now, if you know anything about voodoo or witchcraft, which, you know, I hope that you don't, but you probably know a little bit about this because I'm getting ready to tell you, they really focus a lot in picture frames and mirrors and things like that. I didn't know that, but I experienced it as a child, and I found all this stuff out as an adult that was confirmed in my childhood, of course. Or, forget about childhood, it happened in childhood and adulthood. Uh, the point that I'm trying to make to you is that when you're living like that and you're pretending that kind of stuff does not exist... I think God got to a point where he said, Cordelia, I've had enough. So finally, um, I went to a healing session. I was healed. And then the Holy Spirit said, hey, I want to talk to you about what you've been dealing with a third of your life. And you're not talking about it. Now, I want you to know something. When you're talking to uh, spirits that are bad or dealing with spirits that are bad or even the Holy Spirit, you're dealing with the subconscious part of your brain. Okay? You're not dealing with the conscious part. Some of us learn how to access that part of our brains. Even while we're awake, we just go into deep prayer, or some people call it meditation. So you're dealing with the subconscious part of your brain. So I had to go tap into the subconscious part of my brain and say, hey, wow, look what's been going on in my life. Okay, so you got that part, right? Now, how does this tie back into living with joy? So if you are one of those people, and there are many of us that are, there are many of us that are. That's why there are so many movies obsessed with paranormal behavior, obsessed with the demonic, because they've experienced it. You cannot make some of that stuff up. They've experienced a lot of that. Those particular spirits, their main goal is to prevent you and everything about you, meaning generational-wise, which means your kids and their kids and generations to come, prevent them from living in joy. Take everything that God meant for good and use it for the bad, okay? Remember, your purpose on life and what God wants you to do was um, conceived when Jesus decided that he was going to allow you to come into this world. So he has a great reason for you to be here, which is greatness, kings and queens and just greatness. So if these spirits can say, hey, you know what? 
we're going to take all of that away. And they manifest that through people that you meet. They manifest that through your family that you live with. They manifest that with your job and your so-called friends and, and situations that occur in your life, in your finances and in your marriages and things like that. So those are the things that we know that can definitely, when things go wrong, take away our joy, right? So here's your question that you may have. Now, knowing these spirits are there, and they're designed to steal every aspect of my joy. How do I get them back? So let me go back to use my life as an example. So as I said before, once I figured these things out, um, you know, you have an instinct in you. You have something always telling you, don't do that. That's not the best thing to do. Uh-uh. And sure enough, it was right. So I call that the Holy Spirit in you. That's your internal Holy Spirit clock in you, your God spot. So let's just say that once I was healed, I started hearing that more. I started hearing that more and more. And the Holy Spirit told me steps to do to make my life better. But when I came face to face with what I was dealing with, it was ugly. I was a little shocked. Now you will say that who deals with that all of their lives, all of their lives, and get shocked. Well, I didn't know that there was a definition to what I was dealing with. That so-called term sleep paralysis, I didn't find out that even existed until about two years ago. I just dealt with it for 20-something years. And it was a little bit of a shock. So what I found out was that a lot of things that I dealt with, a lot of other people are dealing with. Now, also, my condition was so severe, apparently only about 8% of the world population has dealt with this. It doesn't just stop there, because that still doesn't answer my question of the familiar spirits. These spirits were so designed on making my life miserable. It started manifesting in my work, in my job, my career. And the more I tried for my career and job to work, the less it worked out. And it was so carefully orchestrated by these demons that I would fear that certain things would come into my life at work. And sure enough, those fears would come true. And that happened so often, back to back to back to back. I said, well, wait a minute. I believe in God. Something else seems to be going on here that doesn't make sense to me. And nobody could explain this to me. Nobody could take away the torment that I felt. No money could take that away because it was truly painful. And I felt that it was designed to kill me um, because it had already killed my joy. Now, let's get this because I'm going to help you understand that these people that are going around here committing suicide, they're doing it because those spirits are working so cleverly against them back to back to back to back. They're using the parents. They're using the person's close circle who they put their trust in. It's just these spirits can actually group together in what we call the strong man and create such a group of spiritual torment that this person feels there's no way out. And if you can imagine someone's depressed or feeling really bad, there's no amount of money that's going to make them feel better. Now, I keep referring to money because for my situation, you know, I said, well, it happened to me with jobs and stuff like that. Well, jobs are designed to pay you money, right? But at the end of the day, if you're feeling tormented, not, money has nothing to do with it, all right? Nothing can take the place of joy in your life unless you decide you're going to have joy, okay? So what I did, I, just, I decided to have a daily confession, um, a, a, a daily uh, prayer, if you will. And my prayer, one of the things that I said is that I will no longer, I will no longer at all have problems 
in my career, in my job, and whatever problems that manifest from that. It could be financial, it could be uh, phony coworkers, or just whatever you want to call it. But I will have favor in every area of my life. And also, I said, I will leave a generation for my kids, and their, I will leave a legacy for my kids and their kids and generations to come. That was my daily prayer. Now, um, once I started saying this prayer, I probably said it about 10 to 20 times a day. I was pretty serious about changing. I was pretty serious about breaking something that I didn't even know existed in my life. If someone had just told me that I had familiar spirits somewhere in my life that was causing all this agony that I dealt with for years, I would have broken that off a long time ago. Well, of course, they had to tell me how to do it, right? Well, this is why I'm telling you, uh, because I don't want anyone to suffer the way I suffer, because I'm not the only one out there. I'm not the only one. God didn't just make me like this. He made a lot of people uh, just with greatness and come from kings and queens. A lot of us come from that. But if these spirits are designed in your family line, because you don't know, you don't know what you've come from. You don't know what people have done to make your life suffer, trickle on down the line. You got to understand that we today suffer for what generations before did. That's exactly what happens. And that's what happened to me. I didn't ask to come into this and neither did you. But there are things God wants us to do to break it off and have that relationship so that it will not come back. So that we are protected. Okay, you want to be protected and you want to live in joy because you have to know who you are and where you came from. Now, knowing that, I want to help you to understand that daily prayer is important. And it's not until I started having that daily prayer that I actually started seeing a change and a turn in my life. That's when I started going through the transition of becoming a spiritual life coach or getting into ministry and helping other people, help uplift them, help pray for them. Um, I started with my show online, giving the interviews, hearing people's stories and their testimonies, uh, because that is what helped other people. You will be surprised at how what you're going through, somebody else is going to, through as well, which is why I try to tell a little bit about myself in different podcasts. So one of the prayers I want you to believe, um, and I want you to start praying, is that um, Psalms 21, excuse me, Psalms 71, 21. Uh, I pray that God will increase your life with greatness and comfort you on every side. If you don't say anything else, you can say that, uh, that he will increase your life with greatness and comfort you on every side. That means you are spreading a 360 degree perimeter around yourself of what the enemy cannot attack you. Also, I pray that the divine anointing to speak peace to storms fall upon you and know that and believe that in the name of Jesus. Now, let me just say this. I don't know one person that's not walking around with storms in your life, okay? Uh, we all have storms. Uh, the rain falls on the just and the unjust. Now, if someone comes to you, I don't care who they are, and they say to you that they've never been through anything they come across as if life is so great and then the next sentence they're criticizing you recognize that as a jezebelic spirit number one but number two know that's not true and that's prideful all right because the real people the real ministries and the real uh, spiritual life coaches they're going to tell you hey this is what i've been through and this is why i want to help you this is how i can live with joy because i know what torment and pain feels like so you are making a choice today 
Do I want to choose to live in joy and believe that I come from kings and queens? I am a king. I am a queen. I am a prophet. I am a priest. I am. I do it possess the gifts that God gave me. Do I want to believe that I have greatness upon me and greatness will follow me? And with that greatness comes favor. And with that favor comes favor to favor and promotion to promotion. And it comes peace and comfort and joy and all that comes from the Holy Spirit. Do I believe that in my heart? Because when you believe that and you've received that, your life will manifest that. Do not believe and do not be fearful of what the spirits are trying to put in your life. Well, I talked about these uh, familiar spirits. We all have generational spirits that come after us and run to us and want us to fall down and die like our ancestors died. You have to be very bold about breaking off generational curses in your life. We all go back to a very similar family line. And I know that's traced back to Africa. And by the way, you know, I just want to help you understand um, if you need a little bit more country. Some people I know they listen to these things and they still want some more country information. Dreams about Africans. Probably from the age of, oof, since I can remember dreaming. <laughs> Not in a good way either. Hey, I, I love, I'm an African-American woman. I love African heritage, but I had really bad dreams about African and witchcraft from the time I was probably two or three years old, if not before. You have a very vivid memory of dreams, okay? And it does not go away when you're bad. But and throughout the years, it was still calm in different ways. And people that were Nigerian would come to me and they say, hey, are you Nigerian? Because man, you look like so-and-so, so-and-so. And I had Nigerian friends and this and that. And um, I'm gonna find out, um, you know, I, the Holy Spirit told me, you know, your, your, great, your, your grandfather, your father's father was straight Nigerian. The Holy Spirit told me this. And I said, well, gosh, you know, what part did my mom play in this? And my mom said, you know, she had a little bit of um, Indian. I, I don't know. She said she had Native, I guess it was Native American Indian. I'm not sure. But in her bloodline, and so this was so real to me that it became clear um, through the dreams and visions. Once I became healed, um, Africans started coming more and more to me in a peaceful way in these dreams. And they were very tribal looking and they had all this tribal gear on. Well, my husband brought me a 23andMe uh, DNA kit. Guess what? This is not going to be a shock to you. I'm 94% Nigerian. And um, so I said, well, where is the uh, Native American, whatever my mom said that she had in her? Well, I'm like 3% European. And if I look in the mirror, there's no European about me. But it's I'm 3% European and I'm actually like 1% um, Native Indian or whatever. But I'm more European than I am Native Indian. But I'm 94% uh, West African. And with a part of that is Nigerian. And so um, that did not come as a big shock to me. But my mom admits, she goes, oh, yeah, by the way, my father was African. I'm like, oh, okay, thank you for sharing that. Either way, I already knew that. So the point that I'm trying to make to you is that this, this particular uh, spirit has dominated my life. And uh, one particular part I left out, and this is a very, um, this is a part that's kind of important. My mother's mother said people would always say she could see things. And these were things often associated with the dead. Okay. Now, that's necromancy. And I'm not sure where she was getting her information, whether it's from familiar spirits or from the Holy Spirit. But all I know is this. Whenever they talked about it when I was growing up, it never felt good. It felt 
very scary to me. Uh, she could, if someone had just uh, died, she could see that, or just different things. Or my mom would say, "Hey, before someone dies, I always have a dream about my mom." I'm thinking, man, can she come show up in your dream when something good is getting ready to happen? Okay, so that's not God. So I just answered that question. All right, that just tells you I had to work really, really, really hard in my life to break off things that were on both sides of my family. So this is a daily journey for me. If I can do it and I can learn to live with joy and I know that greatness is on me and I know that greatness is following me and I know who I am and whose I am and who I belong to, you can learn to do that too. You need to always learn to refer back to the Bible because your country evidence is written there word by word. God means everything that he left here for us to understand who we are and why we are here. Know what you are because when you don't know who you are, anything will do, anybody will do. You will, you will learn to adjust to anybody that comes around you. And we know a lot of people and enough people are like that in this world. That's why we have a lot of things that occur in this world. So when you can identify with kings and queens that you come from and that's who you are and that's in your bloodline, you've got to fight every day uh, by saying these prayers over your life and breaking off any ancestral, um, any ancestral uh, bond of bondage of witchcraft or any ancestral wickedness that occurred in your family line or any ancestral disease, break that off and bind it, release it in the name of Jesus in your life so that these things will not come upon you. You won't be that person saying, hey, I got a, I got a, um, a double mastectomy because it's a possibility I might get breast cancer or something like that. You don't need that. All you need to do is break it off. There's nothing you can do in the physical to ward off what's going to happen to you in the supernatural, okay? You got that? So I always go back to the supernatural. I believe that we're always in spiritual warfare. That's what we're here for, but you have to know who's fighting your battles for you, okay? So that when you believe these things, you're spreading out joy, and joy will come from your mouth, and testimonies will come from your mouth. People will learn from you, and favor will always follow you, and you will always speak positively because the joy is from within. I am 100% over time now. I got so caught up in this podcast and I was loving it so much. I hope this is a blessing to you. Uh, remember, you can reach me at love at cardelia.com. Put in cardelia.com. My podcast will come up. I'm on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and um, Google Play. So um, I will be having my next interview coming up very, very soon. I'm really excited about that. Um, remember, um, also, Jesus loves you. So do I. I look forward to uh, hearing from you and seeing you next time. Bye-bye.